live from the Chicago Sun-Times Chicago Reader Studio on Racine Avenue, this is the Ben Jarofsky Show. Today on the program, Mr. Bike Dave Glowatz is back. He's actually right here to talk all things local politics, and I promise you, he did ride his bike. And now your host, Chicago Reader columnist, Ben Jarofsky. Hello, everybody. Dave Glowatz is in the studio. We call him uh, Mr. Bike because he wears many hats. One of them is a biking helmet. Uh, no bike talk. We're not allowed to talk bikes. He's not going to ring his bell. Dave, we're going to be talking about uh, the city council, Lori Lightfoot, passing the budget. I'm going to turn it over to you. Well, as you said a moment ago, the city council passed an $11.65, I think, billion-dollar city budget on November 26th at their meeting. And Yes, that's billion with a B. <laughs> and, uh, and what was the vote on that? Well, there were about eight ordinances. It's kind of an arcane thing is that it's still really difficult, I think, for the average person to go to a city council meeting and figure out what the heck they're talking about. <laughs> yeah. The appropriation ordinance and the revenue ordinance passed 39 to 11. One of the things to note about that is that it didn't pass unanimously. And this is the vote that's often reported as the one that, that was the, the city budget vote, because they packaged about a half dozen ordinances into that one. There's two general subsets of opposition to the mayor's budget. One has to deal with the raising the money. So you heard Hopkins, Beal, and Lopez talking about how they think this is a burden on the property taxpayers. Byron Sixer Lopez, the alderman of the 25th Ward, is criticizing the expenditure of the money, how the money is spent. And in his particular case, it's not fair or just for the city of Chicago to raise property tax dollars on people and not use the money to meet the most pressing needs that folks have. Which invites a question posed by Alderman Matt Martin of the 47th Ward. If you want to spend more on affordable housing or mental health services, where is that money going to come from? And Martin talked a little bit about that. When I went to the Harvard Kennedy School of Government, they talked about how easy it is to vote no on something, this is Alderman James but how much harder it is to negotiate, to get to a win-win, or at least get to a point where everyone loses a little bit. This budget does that. Ooh, I love With that tremendous respect to my colleague, Alderman Kappelman, a no vote is not easy. Voting no is challenging for me and emotional as well, because communicating that vote does not, in my opinion, reflect the sort of time and effort that individuals have put into the budget. And with me personally, when you've listened to me and you've spoken candidly with me, it's, it's not easy. And so share my frustrations with the budget. And there are frustrations that I think almost everyone I've spoken with to a T shares. Things around overtime that is rampant and unchecked with our police department and our fire department. And I want to emphasize that it's it's not a frustration with individuals within those particular departments. It's it's about this larger systems that they find themselves in and systems that we as a broader city government are in the process of reckoning with, including the rising cost of lawsuits for officer misconduct, alleged and actual an inadequate investment in affordable housing, especially in communities like mine, which have more resources than many, but not the sort of resources to maintain and expand affordability, which was a big reason why I'm here. Also, my frustration with our inability to bring in more progressive revenue. I think some of my no vote, to be honest, is 
a reflection of my own failure in terms of my inability, albeit in a short process, to put together information and to sell colleagues on some of the ideas that I mentioned earlier. So my hope is that certainly starting January 1st, if not earlier, that I'll be in a position to help effectuate these things. Because with things like the corporate head tax, I know that there are real reservations with that. And with things like pilot, with other TIF surplusing approaches, and I want to make sure that I do a better job of pitching that so that next year I'm in a position, hopefully, to vote yes. So notice the tone of Alderman Martin there. I think it's interesting that He says, part of the blame lies with myself, Mm -hmm. not with the mayor, that I didn't sell these progressive revenue sources, a few of which he names. The corporate head tax, he talks about, there's another acronym for you, PILOT, which stands for Payment in Lieu of Taxes, Mm -hmm. namely having large nonprofit institutions like University of Chicago Hospitals and Northwestern Hospital, who currently don't pay property taxes, Mm -hmm. to agree to a voluntary payment, which is done in places like Boston. I'm going to talk a little bit about the bit about Kaplan, James Kaplan, the alderman from the 46th Ward, which is the uptown area just east of Matt Martin's Ward, which is the 47th Ward. Even though they're in a sort of general area, the same sort of general region of the city, are widely different. What Kaplan is saying, articulating, is classic Chicago verbiage from an alderman or from a mayor, and that is anybody who dares to disagree with the official line of the city of Chicago. And this worldview goes back to the days of Richard J. Daly. Kappelman wasn't even born when Daly was articulating this, and he somehow or other, it's morphed itself into him as a creature. It's like, how many trees have you planted? So if anybody dares to disagree with whatever the all-powerful chief of the city of Chicago said, they're a troublemaker. They're a ne'er-do-well. They never come up with any ideas. You can't get along with anybody. I remember people saying this about the great, the legendary Leon to pray. And let me tell you something, Kappelman, nobody remembers the go-alongs, the cogs in the machine who do whatever the mayor tells them, no matter how dumb it is. But people remember those who had the guts to stand up to a mayor when the mayor was wrong. I'm thinking of the vote to sell the uh, parking meters right mm-hmm. now. Where was it? 39 to 5, something like that. Right, the, the, fi- five the five people who voted for a prod, they wear it as a badge of courage. The 39 who went along and used rhetoric much like Kappelman used at the time, Dave, because we talked about it on our old podcast. Oh, where's your solutions? How many trees have you planted? Can't you just go along for once? Remember Mel saying, nobody reads this stuff anyway. So you're saying that Kaplan just gave a more sugar-coated version of that. Yes, a more sugar-coated version. He, he more tried to, genteel. He tried to tony it up with his reference to going to some Harvard <laughs> school. school and I thought that Matt Martin was correct, and I appreciate what Matt Martin is. Matt Martin was saying, I'll take the blame, essentially saying, all of you guys, you know, ducked on this issue of implementing progressive ways to pay for government that the mayor was against. You ducked the challenge of fighting, taking on the mayor. So I'm going to take the responsibility for not doing a better job of articulating why these are good ideas. I'm going to tell you, Matt Martin, I give you credit for taking the high road by positioning it that way. But I'll tell you this right now. No matter how much sales job you do over the years, no matter how much you package it, no matter how convincing it is, if the mayor says no, the James Kappelmans of the world will not vote for it. That is the reality in the city of Chicago. Most of the aldermen, 26 of the aldermen, I would say, will pretty much follow the mayor off a cliff. 
which is what they've done in many cases, like the parking meter deal. So you think Martin is tilting at windmills? He's putting the best spin possible that you could put on this situation. Prove me wrong, city council, but I do not believe, no matter how convincing Matt Martin is, no matter how much evidence he unveils to show how it's more fair to bring back the head tax or to, pilot. Uh, uh, to have pilot, all these other progressive ways to raise money to fund the things that we need in the city of Chicago. I feel the corporate interests that are against that have so much clout with Mayor Lightfoot that she would not entertain him, just like Mayor Rahm would not entertain him, just like Mayor Richard M. Daley would not entertain it. And it doesn't matter what an alderman says to try to convince them. If the mayor says no... 26 aldermen at least will, in this case, follow her. All right. His name is Dave Gloatz. He's done an outstanding job. Can we give, is there a round of applause thing? Oh, Dave, tell, that, that was that <laughs> noise. <laughs> tell everybody where people can find you. Find my reporting at Inside Chicago Government. That's shygov.com on your web. On Facebook, go to facebook.com slash inside gov. That's inside G-O-V. And on Twitter, C-H-I-G-O-V-T. That's correct.